Help I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 63. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I've Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And, of course, this podcast is devoted to helping those of you who are brand new Mac users... Those of you who are thinking about becoming brand new Mac users. And of course, we try to answer your questions if they come in. And if they don't, well, we just sit here and talk technology until you which, call. Which is fun, too. It is fun, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not, man. <laughs> so, what is new in the world of technology and Mac for you, Chris, to get things started off? Oh, uh, me personally? Yeah, just you personally. What's going on with tech with oh. Chris Biting? Let me think here. Well, I've, I I once again started to fall in love again with my Apple TV. So, do you fall? You like it? That's like a you fall in and out of love with that thing all the time. I do, man. And uh, the reason is the simple fact is it's not powerful enough for me. Right. I would love to have a Mac Mini there, but then again, I don't want to spend six hundred bucks for a Mac Mini. So right. But then you know, I I do something with it, and I like watch. You know, if I miss an episode of The Office or I forgot to DVR something. You know, I can go into Hulu and watch it, and then I and then I love it all over again. Gotcha. So. Well, that's cool. That's cool for me. Um, I don't know if there's anything new in the field of technology other than the fact that, uh, um, you know, oh, you know what? I, I I am working some on uh, repurposing and redoing my Facebook 101 video tutorial series. Yeah, now that yeah, Facebook's had some <laughs> updates and. Yeah, they they added the ability to block applications, ignore requests from people who send like fifteen of them a day, and oh, uh, dude, did they really? Yeah, yeah. I, for for those out there who are on Facebook who like try to send me invites to, like calendar applications and pirates versus zombies or whatever, I'm never ever 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 going to respond to those. Right, and and I'm that- never going to partake. It's just something I don't, I, I don't like to do. I, I it's not. It's not how I use Facebook, and, sure. and and that's fine. People use it that way; they love it, but it, it's just not my thing. I, I, just, I, I would rather just you know upload photos up there, tag photos of people or of myself, and and chat with people that I haven't seen in fifteen years. I don't want to play games on it or anything. Yeah, I my my favorite use of Facebook is to log in and basically the when you know how you click on the. The Facebook logo on the top left-hand corner, it takes you now to the just your uh, general news feed, which is just like a summary of all the things that are happening with your friends. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it not to show you certain items, like status updates. Well, that's what I got Twitter for. So I turn off status updates, and I turn off this, and I turn off that. But I tell it, I say, listen, I want, to, I want you to give a very high priority to any time somebody posts anything related to a video, anything mm-hmm. related to photos, and uh, I can't remember what else it is, but but I really enjoy just seeing a stream of videos and photos posted by my friends on Facebook. And what yeah. and and sometimes you know I have friends on Facebook that they don't know, you know, maybe they don't even know how to uh, post a video yet or to get all that stuff put together. But my friends who are commenting on friends of theirs who do do that, yeah, I, I keep the statuses on just because. You know, for every one of my friends who's on Twitter, there's 50 of them that aren't. So I, I keep the status updates because you know there's a lot of people who don't have Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, can, can I just change directions real quick? Absolutely, that's we're allowed to do that <laughs> as many as times as we want. All right, uh, 
I heard in speaking of Twitter in, in the Twitter sphere, I think it's from uh, Barb BK, Barbara BK, and in, in, uh, in Twitter. Oh, she's uh, great. Yeah, that uh, and highly opinionated, which is great. Which is one of the things I like about her um, is that Twitter's now doing a beta testing a very limited uh, release of of OAuth. And what that is, for those who don't know, it's it's a way of identifying you as a user on Twitter to authorize third-party applications to use your credentials without ty- without giving them your credentials. Awesome. And uh, Google does it. Flickr does it. Facebook does it. You know, th- this is this is going to be the the next big thing for Twitter. And if and if a third-party application once this rolls out big time doesn't use this, don't trust them. Because it's, it's easy to implement and do all that stuff, so yeah, I did a it's, it's a big deal. I did a tech tip uh, post on podcastanswerman dot com a couple of weeks back when there was this service out there that promised to send you anytime somebody does an at reply to you, they'd email you. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out that this place was asking for your username and password, and at the same time they had collect probably well, first of all, they spammed your Twitter account. And uh, basically says, hey, they, they wrote a message on your behalf. Oh, yeah. And they, they claimed that, you know, oh, well, we asked for permission because we even said, you know, hey, can we, you know, do you want to support what we're doing here? And it's automatically checked by default. And if you don't uncheck it, then it would say, hey, I'm really using, I'm really enjoying this brand new service. You must come check it out. And, of course, it put a link back to their site. And so yeah. that was like an endorsement from all those people, and it's like right. It was really now there bad. are there there are legitimate sites like you know TwitPick and and actually share this here in a few weeks is going to be rolling out some Twitter stuff that you know will ask for your username and password. But as soon as this uh, OAuth becomes widely spread, you know look for those services to, to to switch over to that, and then you'll never have to worry about putting in your credentials. So it, it's going to be great. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're working on that because you know I'm getting tired of. You know, accidentally giving out my password without thinking about it, and then have to go in and change it again. Yeah, and you know, there, there's certain services that are, you know, like I said, well, well known, like like TwitPick and stuff like that. That you know, you give them that, but it's okay. I mean, they're kind of established, and you know, everybody, they're, they're trusted sites. Just use good judgment, really. Exactly. Exactly. Let let everybody else do it first. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> like Cliff, that early adopter guy. Yeah, me too. All right, so what do we have in the news world as it relates to Apple? Sure. Uh, Apple says jailbreaking, surprise, surprise, is illegal. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, the EFF, has posted news that Apple has filed comments with the U.S. Copyright Office stating that the act of jailbreaking your phone is a copyright infringement and a DCM or a DMCA violation and therefore illegal. And what's happening is that the Electronic Frontier Foundation, and they're they're kind of a grassroots organization that, that tries to protect user rights and things like that. Is basically wanting to legalize the act of jailbreaking because uh, the DMCA, which is the, the the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, allows the reverse engineering of things and unlocking of phones and stuff like that. And the EFF wants the iPhone to be part of that, and then Apple's flipping out about it. Gotcha. Well, do, I mean, do you blame Apple for flipping out on on this thing, or, or no, how do they, you feel like it? They're 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 legally obligated to protect their copyrights, or they're going to lose them. So, gotcha. That that's kind of my feeling on it. I I you know I don't think that they're you know I've I've heard a lot of buzz about this, 
And personally, you know, I, I can see where Apple's coming from. They, they're legally bound to co- pr- protect their copyright, all this other stuff. But the thing is, is when it comes down to it, I don't think that this is a step towards, you know, cracking down on jailbroken iPhones. No, I, the, the, the can of worms have already been opened. They're never going to truly stop it. You know, the only, the only people that, that, that any kind of protection or DRM or whatever have you, the, the only thing that that, that, that stops is, is just the average user. You know, the, the hackers and the, the suave people, you know, the people, you know, like you and I who are enthusiasts will always find a way to get around it and right. find a way to, to, to get the information to get around it. So, so just to clear this up, so for those who have a currently jailbroken phone, is it officially illegal to have such a, a jailbroken phone? I don't think I, I think if if you're not I don't think so. That's that that's what I mean I, I was kind of hypothetical situation there, you yeah. know. But the the thing is is that Apple is saying that hey, we're claiming that this is illegal. There's there's no law that says this. There is the DMCA and Apple is registering a comment right. that they would like to be considered that, yes, we consider this to be copyright. Yeah, the, the Electronic uh, Frontier Foundation kind of says this would be like buying a car, buying, a, let's say, a Honda, because I have a Honda, so I'll use a Honda as an example. Let's say I buy my Honda Fit, right, and the hood is welded shut, and only an authorized Honda service center or honda themselves can work on it put parts on it change it chain put new tires on it they're only allowed to do that if i try to do it myself it's considered illegal and you know i'm 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 without a paddle that obviously doesn't happen in the automotive world or anything like that once you buy a piece of equipment or a piece of gear you should be allowed to do with whatever you want with it yeah let me say if i can think of some things where you know where copyright in my mind would come into play is if I was jailbreaking the phone to get some software off of it so that I could make that software work on my Palm device. Yeah, and there's also a a really, really big, and we've never really talked about this, but once you jailbreak your phone, there are ways to to crack applications so they're not signed by Apple so you can just download them and install them without paying for them. Doing that, in my eyes, is, is theft and it's illegal, and that, you know that's, that definitely should be something that should be cracked down on. Yeah, and well, and that is copyright infringement. That that alone, that is. I mean, but if you're if you're not getting something for free that you should be paying for, then then I mean, it, like like you said, I mean, it. I, I I definitely love the analogy of of buying a car and then you know being able to swap out pieces and and to make modifications. You know, to take the 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 put some you know fancy rims on there if you want to and lower the hydraulic system and all that other good jazz right yeah if it, if it was up to apple obviously you know their their computers would be welded shut too exactly all right so let's move on google chrome for the mac yeah don't hold your breath uh the good news is that and i got this from the unauthorized apple weblog tuaw.com i want to give them uh kudos on this uh the good news is that there is a preliminary internal beta version of Google Chrome up and running. Uh, Google's Mike Pinkerton has posted a couple screenshots of Chrome for the Mac on his blog. Now, the bad news from Mike himself is, quote, we've got a very, very long way to go. He says that the WebKit, which is the underlying engine for Safari, it's, it's powered by something called WebKit, 
that uh, web the WebKit that ships with Mac OS X doesn't do what the developers need right out of the box, and it took a lot of like massaging and all that kind of stuff to get it to comply. So Google Chrome, I, I don't know how many people are really using it. I've never I, I've played with it a couple times. I'm not using it on my Windows um, on my Windows virtual machine at all. I doubt I would use it uh, for the Mac just because I, I love so. Uh, I love Firefox so much. Absolutely. Hey, we want to uh, give a couple shout-outs here to John Schaefer, who's in the uh, chat room, Kylie Mack. We also have your wife, Emily Biting, joining us, and even Scott Wright from Ottawa has uh, jumped in the chat room for just a moment. Sweet Canadians. That's right. All right, so uh, basically, oh, um, Google Chrome. Are you excited about Google Chrome? I mean, tell me what your feelings are on that. Not at all. Uh, the, the only thing that I think that would be cool for Chrome is the ability to, let's say I want to make Gmail my own application or, or calendars or Google Docs or any of the, the Google apps, you can spin those off to be their own little browser. Right. And that, that's pretty cool, but I can already do that with a program called Fluid.app, which is out for the Mac, and actually we, we can talk about that uh, later on. Um, but yeah, that, that's the only thing is that you know, the Google apps might work a little bit better or, or be a little more integrated with it. But as far as being a browser, I, I'm not. I'm not really like excited about it at all. I gotcha. Well, I am. Me neither. I, I I use Google Chrome on my wife's laptop uh, when they do help or the full time mom podcast on help Friday. Help I'm a mom. Or, yeah, the help <laughs> I'm a mom. Help I've got kids. Uh, seriously though, um, when when she's doing that, I go upstairs and she used to get really upset with me because I'd go in and I'd log into her, you know, I'd be on her face on her uh, Firefox and I would log her out of email and log me in and I'd log mm-hmm. her out of her calendar and log me in. I'd log her out of this and log out of her Twitter and I'd log me in. And she's like, I hate when you do that. And so I actually installed Google Chrome just to have a separate browser with a separate set of credentials uh, and cookies. Yeah, and that's the only reason I use it. And to be honest with you, I don't like, I don't like not having a home page. And there, there's some other things that I'm just used to doing it the Firefox way. And yeah, I, the the word is the JavaScript is pretty fast on it. But uh, yeah, from but, what I've read, that the next version of Safari uses an even faster JavaScript engine. So you know, it's the it's cat and mouse, and fire. You know, Firefox will eventually be just as fast. And I. I was not a big Firefox user for the longest time. I used Safari, and yeah, I, it's Firefox all the way now. And it's not even because of the add-ons. The add-ons are just like power windows. It's just a good car to begin with, right? You know, it's Firefox is fast. I like it does everything I need it to do. And if I do want an add-on, I can I can get an add-on for it. Very cool. Hey, uh, what do you got about Mobile Me happen? What, what's going on with Mobile Me? <sighs> Mobile Me, jeez, it's a bag of hurt. It is a bag of hurt, man. The quote, the quote, the mighty Steve himself. Um, Mobile Me though did debut something new. They de- they debuted uh, large file sharing with iDisk, and what iDisk is is a it's basically like a hard drive up on the internet. Where if you're a Mobile Me user, if and you have a Mac, it looks just like another hard drive, and you can just drag and drop stuff to it and it uploads it up onto the internet. I think it's twenty gigs that they give you of space. But the Apple announced the new edition of Mobile Me, the ability to share large files with others. So the the service works works a lot like you send it. And what it would be like, Cliff, is that let's say I had an iDisk and I had a, a big you know big keynote presentation I wanted to share with you, so we could you know present together at PodCamp Ohio coming in June. Um, 
what I would be able to do is upload it to iDisk, and then I would give you a URL that you'd be able to put in with your with your uh, you know, I'll give you a link that you put in your browser and you can download the file. That's, gotcha. that's it. Yeah, you can also set an expiration date and a password to it. So, you know, if you say get it within the next few days or or it'll stop working. And that's for security. You know, you don't want like your presentations and other big files to be able to be downloaded by everybody. No, that makes sense. And and I like that idea. It, it you know, as, as stuff like that becomes available, more and more people uh, who have a Mac are going to have exactly what it's necessary to record and uh, send in their own audio files. They don't have to call in by phone if they don't want to. They can, mm-hmm. they, you know, almost every Mac now has a, has a microphone and, and has the ability with GarageBand to record it. And even if they did it in uncompressed AIFF, you know, a, a three-minute call is still only going to be, you know, eight, nine megs or something like that. They could throw that on an iDisk and then send us an email link. That, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what, though? To, to me, we can talk about MobileMe real quick. Uh, it, to me, it's becoming less and less relevant. It is, especially with Google. Yeah. All, all I need now is a really, really elegant online storage solution. And I'll be set. Like Microsoft has something called SkyDrive. It's 25 gigs, which is sweet. But in order to really, really use it, you've got to obviously have Windows. Rumor has it, and it's, this has been a rumor for, geez, two or three years, that Google's coming out with a G-Disk. And it's been referenced in all sorts of weird URLs that go nowhere and stuff like that, that Google's going to have this online storage uh, drive coming soon, and once that happens, it's going to be it's game over, man. You would be a fool to to pay for Mobile Me. Yeah, it, Mobile Me, in my opinion, should have been a free service from the beginning. It used to be. And, <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Well, Mobile Me back before oh, it, it was, was dot, Mac. dot Mac. Before it was dot Mac, it was something called iTools, and it, and it was free. Yeah, they, they. I think they made a mistake going to the paid model on that. I do too. With Google giving away the farm, and now Microsoft giving a bunch of stuff away. Microsoft just announced something. I, I know this isn't a Microsoft show, but they did announce something today called My Phone, which is kind of silly, but uh, it's like Mobile Me for their Windows mobile phones. Okay, and it, it'll sync your contacts and calendars and all that kind of stuff to the service. And they also announced. Um, <laughs> I'll find it. It's 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 the Microsoft version of the App Store. But it's typical Microsoft on what they named it, and I'm looking here. Give me one, give me two seconds here. Uh, I bet it, all you have to do is say what it does, and that's probably what they named it. Yeah, it's it's okay. Oh. It's called. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm finding it right now. Okay, while well, you're looking it up, yeah. I'm going to read. Scott says, "Don't forget, Google indexes everything. Can't wait until we have all of our all the online storage." Uh, all indexed by Google. I trust them, don't you? <laughs> eh, you can turn off the indexing if you want to. Yeah, well, the thing is, is I, I agree that Google is starting to get lots and lots of information out there. But, you know, is there you such... You know what? what? So, is Facebook. so is Facebook. Yeah. Is there anything... I mean, you if you put anything out there on the Internet, how can you consider it safe and secure anyway anymore? I mean, somebody's got access to it sitting on a hard drive somewhere exactly the moment you log into the browser is the moment you give away your your privacy as far as i'm concerned i told okay go ahead ahead. okay okay uh so the application store for the iphone's called the app store right yes okay elegant simple to the point the app store for windows mobile is called windows marketplace for mobile 
<laughs> Why? Nice. Why? Why don't they call it mobile store or win apps? You know what I mean? It's just like here's Microsoft again, just taking a really good idea and nerding it up. <laughs> nerding it up. Oh goodness. Well, they, you know they're they're good at doing that. And you know the thing is, is none of that stuff is very easy to use. In fact, no. um, I I am not a Family Guy kind of guy, but uh, my friend Rob Williams posted a link to Hulu. Uh, from Family Guy. Take a listen to this. I'm gonna pull up a little quote here or a clip here from Family Guy. I do love the Family Guy. It's gonna start. Here it is. Bill, how are you? Babs, come over here and say hi to Bill Gates. Ah, hello, Mr. Gates. Hi, Mrs. Peter Schmidt. Well, this is a quaint little party you guys are throwing. Hey, Bill, would you help me program my Zoom? Oh, wait, I have an iPod like the rest of the world. Why you? <laughs> 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 there you go. Awesome. <laughs> that is so funny. You know, no, you know what? I played with the Zune, and it's not a bad piece of equipment, man. It, it's actually really nice, and the software on it's pretty cool, too. I have a Zune sitting here right in front of me. And Do it's you really? Been, yeah, it's 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 a 4-gig Zune that a, fr- a great friend of mine has uh, let me borrow, uh, Jeff from Indy on Twitter, and he brought it over when he came down for the Lost premiere party. And says, hey, you know, we're not using this one right now. If you want to review it and kind of get used to it, see how it works and stuff like that. Um, Basically, um, you know, just gave me the full full use of it for as long as I want to use it until, you know, because he says he's not going to need it anytime soon. So, uh, you know, I figured, oh, this is cool. I'm going to be able to use it and I'll check it out. I have not had time to pick that thing up and and to look at it. I mean, actually, I have picked it up and I looked at it, but as far as attaching it to the USB on my computer, it has not happened. And uh, <laughs> I feel awful about it because it's just sitting there. And I, it's like, I want to get in and I want to have some time to really get around and play with this thing. And then, of course, um, our, our good friend Chris uh, from Texas uh, goes by Leave Town. He uh, sent me over uh, a unit of the, um, oh, what do you call that? The, uh, what's that box? The sling box. Mm-hmm. And it's upstairs sitting next to the TV. I, I've not hooked the sling box up yet. And of course, that one is not because I don't want to go hook it up and, and fiddle with it and play with it, but it's because I need somebody who's here in the Cincinnati area who knows how to crimp um, uh, Cat 5? Cat 5 cables. Oh. I need I need somebody to come and hook me up with some Cat 5. I have the Cat 5 all ran. It's all through the walls and I've got a hub so that I can plug everything in together i just need some caps at the ends of all the cables it's been years since i you wouldn't want me to crimp it's been years <laughs> i remember yeah. doing it years ago with some friends when we wired up an old office and it's not something i want to do on my own yeah the sling box is powered by imagination uh puppy kisses and and unicorn horn it's it's a cool thing to see running when it's working right now, Stephen Cross is uh, in the chat room. He says, the automatic syncing on all my business files from my desktop to laptop and backup is worth 99 bucks a year. So, And I'm not sure what service he's using, so maybe he'll uh, post that in the chat room. He's probably he's using MobileMe. I don't think so. I think he's probably using something like... Um, uh, some people are using Mosey. Oh, no, I guess he is. Okay, so he is using MobileMe. Very cool. Yeah. Well, 
I'll, I'll refrain from knocking it too much. Well, I mean, it, just it, kidding. No, hey, I'm joking. <laughs> if, if, if you know, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not. Hey, six, if, it, if it works for him, it work. You know what I mean? It's it's to yeah. each his own. Let, let me let me um, state this this way. It's not that I don't think it's worth ninety nine dollars a year because I mean, obviously, you know, if it's going to be work, if it work, if it happen, if it's reliable. And it fits your needs as far as, you know, if 20 gigs is enough and, you know, it, the, the the problem that I have with them, you know, charging is that, you know, I don't think that it's getting the, as wide a use as maybe as it should. And I'm just afraid that one day they're just not going to keep up with it. Um, for example, like what's up with uh, Back to My Mac? You remember when they started talking about Back to My Mac? I haven't met anybody that's had that work yet. Exactly. And so that's something that people just, it's its just not talked about anymore. It's kind of like, what about third-party push notifications on our iPhone? Yeah, that was supposed to come out in September. Exactly. And so we haven't heard anything else about that. And I'm just afraid that, you know, with as far back as they're running on getting mobile me up for everybody, I, I'm still hearing people suggest or state that they have problems. And I don't know if maybe it, if they're having problems or if maybe some people are just it's just so complicated they're just not able to figure out you know f- figure out how to configure it which yeah. that could be I'm, as well. And, and I'm more of a tinker and I, I like finding the the free solution you know like the Google push stuff and you know we all know that's that's just going to get better it has room to improve so yeah. But anyway, yeah. I don't even think uh, I got one more news uh, story. Yeah, go ahead. All right, this is a rumor. But uh, the rumor is that there's going to be a major Apple Store makeover coming. Uh, IFO Apple Store, which is a, a website that uh, when I worked at Apple, um, they hated because they they would like sneak sneak and look in the windows of of the Apple retail store uh, in corporate. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, there's a location at least that used to be on a place called Bub Road in Cupertino. It was Building Eight. And if you went into Building 8, that's where the, all the Mac Genius training was. But they also had a full-size mock-up of an Apple store inside the building. It was very cool. And uh, once a week, Steve would come in and have meetings in there and, and go over the store layout and stuff. And they would, they would tarp it all off so you couldn't go in and see what, we, what they were doing. Wow. Kind of cool. But uh, IFO Apple Store is reporting today that Apple intends to redesign the layout of its many Apple stores. Uh, the new design will move... Uh, the store's emphasis from hardware to marketing with a large educational section just beyond the entrance. This area dubbed, quote, Why You'll Love a Mac will highlight the difference between a Mac and a Windows PC as well as the benefits of software like I, the iLife and iWork suite. So, Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, I, are they gonna, does this mean that they're going to get rid of the color system, the layout? I wonder... I don't know, but when I first started the Apple Store, we had this big, beautiful theater in the back with this nice big screen, and we would hold events, and and the store would basically come to a standstill when, when Apple would hold some kind of like live streaming event. Then we got rid of the theater and put in the bigger Genius Bar, and I, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's it, – I hope it's changed for the good, but it really seems like it's just a store to me now <laughs> instead of an experience. Yeah. So you think maybe they can possibly bring it back to an experience for you? I don't know. Not for me. I'm bitter. You're bitter. <laughs> Great. All but right. No, they, they, they do things right, like the uh, the one on one for an hour. You know, personal shopping and things like that. I think that's brilliant. And he, and obviously the Genius Bar is great to have. You know, when you have a problem with your computer or your phone or your iPod, you can take it and get it swapped out, generally on the spot. So 
I mean, that they, they do a lot of stuff right. It's just, I, it's not like, I guess it's. It used to be a, a, a nerd place, and now it's where all the cool mall kids hang out. Gotcha. They did take Facebook off the network, though. People would come in all the time and use it as their own personal computer lab. So you and can't they access first Facebook anymore? Not anymore. They first removed MySpace, and that let the kids out. And then uh, now they remove Facebook. Because what would happen is parents would drop their kids off, and Apple would be like the babysitting spot, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, when you're trying to sell a computer to someone who's ready to drop a couple, a couple grand, and you got all these... You know, punk kids playing on a computer, it's 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 hard. Well that that really stinks because I'll tell you there are times when, you know, I'll go into the Apple store and I'll just want to record like a quick little Facebook video mm-hmm. from there. And and I, I kinda like doing that from time to time. But uh that'll be a bummer that I can't log into Facebook from there any longer. Yeah. Oh well. All right, so uh that's what's going on in the world of news. Uh we do have a great uh, question in here. Winnie posted in the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. She said, my best friend bought me or brought me, no, just bought me or brought, okay, I'm going to start over. My best, <laughs> oh gosh, my best friend just bought his first Mac, a secondhand MacBook. We were wondering what is the easiest way to remove all traces of the previous owner. However, still keep the installed programs like QuickTime Pro, iWork, and etc. Hmm. Well, what I would do is create a new account. Okay. Uh, create a new administrator account, and then once you're logged in with that administrator account, you can go in and remove the old account because... Uh, and Windows is starting to do this too, but the the Mac is real smart about keeping the system files and the application files and stuff separate from all the user settings and user data. It keeps it in a, a folder, obviously called Users. So all the individual preference settings and stuff for that particular person is just stored in their user folder, as long as you know, it, it, along with their music and their pictures and all that kind of stuff. So when you delete that user. When that new user logs in, they get a new set of preferences from all the applications. So that, that's what I would do. That would probably be the easiest thing to do. That's exactly um, what uh, Stephen had posted in the chat room as a guess. So you guys are thinking along the same lines there anyway. That's because Stephen is a ninja. There you go. Aaron <laughs> B. posted in our forum, according to the blog Boy Genius Reports, you can now edit your Google spreadsheets on the iPhone. Being that I don't use any of the type of Google apps that I can report, I can't report on how good it is, but if you're a heavy user of Google Spreadsheets and an iPhone or iPod Touch user, uh, this is big news. Here's a link to the article. So that's in the forum as well. That is good news. Um, I wonder if they'll be adding the ability to edit Word or uh, Google Docs as well. Hmm. That would be nice. That would, that would, yeah, that would be pretty sweet. All right. So moving along here. Uh, iPhone battery saving tips. That's another post that you can check out on here. Here is somebody who is having uh, MacBook 802 dot something or other problems. Then says, all right, here's the issue. At my school, uh, which is a high school, there is a wireless network. Most PCs can access it. However, I'm having trouble connecting my new MacBook. I can get the computer to acknowledge the network and the airport goes green 
under the network settings, but there is no connectivity through. Uh, through. Uh, a screen appears that says 802.1x authenticity error, and it also says error uh, colon one on port en1. Edit, haha, I meant to say thanks if you can help out. All right, mm. so um, all I can tell you is that when it comes to hooking up networks uh, at school or when there are PCs and Macs involved, Although it sounds to me like she's got an airport at the school. Like a, a, an actual airport extreme. Well, the the authentication error. Oh, wait. No, no, no. This is her MacBook. She's Okay. She's got a green. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I have this problem everywhere I go whenever there's not an airport extreme or an airport express as the router. When really? Peace, yeah, absolutely. My, my MacBook will not connect unless it was it's not the case in a lot of the um in a, in a lot of the uh hot spots out there but it is a case on home networks especially hmm. linksys routers really yeah absolutely I, matter of fact i have five pages of notes on what this we, what, uh, what kind of routers we use because we don't we don't use airports at my office we have uh they're mainly Macs. We have a handful of PCs, but we all. I wonder. Hmm. Yeah, I it must know. be using some kind of high-priced air, uh, base station or something. Yeah, the only thing I can think to try out is um, if you go into your network settings. I would actually go in and create a new location. You can actually set up different locations, and then just get in there and try to play around with some of the settings. And of course, yeah. uh, they, you might have to look at. Uh, some other, you know, online resources to tell you what to tinker with. I, <coughs> if if I go through here, I know that my old post. I mean, it's it's the one probably with the most number of posts anywhere in the help I got a Mac section. I mean, fifty three. Here it is, uh, fifty three. Matter of fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to. Uh, it's it's titled "Losing My Wireless Connectivity." It's four pages. It's got fifty three replies. And I was having this exact issue here at my home. And I will tell you, I spent probably months working on this. And uh, basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just put it on here. Bumping. Okay. What do you call that? Bumping topic? Topic to sure. the top. All right. So basically, what I did is I just created a reply in that. So now if you go to help, I got a Mac, it'll be among the top results uh right there when you come in so just look for losing my wireless connectivity and uh, i basically when i had this issue i documented everything to the t so there were some things that i was able to do to get this system to work uh but it would only work for maybe an hour or two hours at a time and it would usually kick off my pc um uh, my wife's pc uh, laptop are you still there chris all right, I got Chris back now. I had to pause there for a second. So anyway, um, yeah, basically, if you go into that that post, there will be a lot of tips in there because trust me, I spent I, it, it was a long time, long time trying to figure it out. Finally, I gave up, and here at the house, I went out and got a Airport Extreme, and it fixed everything. Sweet. If nothing else, if you're bored and can't sleep one night, it's great reading. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, um, oh, uh, by the way, 
uh, Chris, I just want to let you know there has been some response to the Sheep Stacker game last week. Did you ever get, grab yourself a copy of that? I haven't grabbed a copy of it yet. Oh, man, you da- definitely got to get it. There, there's in the community section of the forum, the general community discussion, There, we're starting to uh, have some uh, competition there, posting screen captures of our high schoolers. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Awesome stuff. That's pretty much all I have in here. I mean, I, I oh wait, you know what? I do have this. Check this out. I think I even have a voicemail, a question about uh, mail with Apple Mail application. This came in February first. Let me play this for us. Do it right about now. Hi, Cliff and Chris. This is Wayne Henderson in California. Question for help. I got a Mac. And I've been trying to solve this in a variety of ways. And I said, why don't I just leave a voicemail? Uh, for the experts who can definitely help get the word out. I'm having trouble with uh, my Apple Mail program on my iMac. Uh, most specifically, I'm actually having trouble with my email addresses that I got you know, from GoDaddy because I have some websites through GoDaddy. And anyways, I followed all the directions from GoDaddy as well as directions in the mail program and I finally thought I'd, you know, I'm going to get them on my computer so I can have everything in one place instead of always going to their websites. Well, I can send, I mean, I can receive emails through my mail program with my GoDaddy mail addresses, but I cannot send. I have tried everything. I've even been in touch with uh, community member Daryl on Twitter and some others. They've offered some suggestions, changing ports and SSL, this and that, and Nothing works. I cannot send any email to, through any of my GoDaddy email addresses. I still have to log on to the GoDaddy mail program website to do it. And I don't know. I thought maybe it could be done a little simpler. Any other suggestions you can help me along so I can send email with my GoDaddy mail addresses? Thank you, guys. And if it makes any difference, I have Verizon DSL as my Internet service provider. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. All right. First of all, do you have any question or any response there at all, Chris? I do. Uh, a lot of ISPs. And when he mentioned a port, he should really double check this. Uh, a lot of ISPs will block the SMTP port twenty five. Yep. And and that's so they you know you can't because a lot of spam programs and stuff will shoot mail out of port twenty five. And uh, what you need to do that for that is just simply change the port to port five eighty seven. And a lot of times that will work just fine. So you may want to check that. I, I know here in Cincinnati that uh, Cincinnati Bill does block uh, that port 25, and I had to change everything to port 587. Yeah. The uh, The other option, though, is, it, of course, the, you wouldn't be going through the SMTP server of GoDaddy, but sometimes your local IS, our ISP will have their own SMTP server. And or so, go under uh, Gmail's SMTP server. Exactly, which is, uh, what is it, smtp.googlemail.com. I think it's smtp.gmail.com. I think they both work. Oh, well, there you go. I'm, I'm almost positive. And you just, need a, <laughs> you just need a Google account, username, and password for it. Yeah, and then your uh, outbound mail, you can change to, you know, whatever you want and, and mail.app, and it'll, it'll go out looking just like it as long as you authenticate. Exactly, and so you you should be fine with that. And of course, the other thing is is uh, I don't know if I would actually recommend anybody go to Google Apps these days because uh, sometimes I'm a little frustrated about you know the the segmentation between my Gmail and my Google Apps. 
But uh, it, it, you know, I've got so many email addresses, so many domains, and Elmex records all forward over to Google Apps. I really do uh, enjoy that, which is basically, um, you know, if you go to google.com slash, I think it's just slash a, mm-hmm. it will pull up and give you the information on that. And of course, you can go into Google. It'll actually walk you through and help you figure out how to it has instructions on how to forward everything away from uh godaddy's webmail over to their uh domains yeah because i my domain biting.org is is through godaddy but i use google mail and it's i love it like you said there's sometimes where it's kind of frustrating about the disconnect between the stuff that gmail.com users can get and the, the google apps people can get but a lot of times that eventually carries over but you know, for getting IMAP-based email for free, yep. it, you, you can't beat it. And then you can set up these cool, you know, I, I Google like a, I've got iGoogle.biting.org and gmail.biting.org and iCal.biting.org. And that all goes to those certain Google apps, which is pretty sweet too. Exactly. And uh, if you email me at cliff at podcastanswerman.com, cliff at gspn.tv, cliff at ravenscraft.org, cliff at any other domain just about that I own, uh, they all forward to that one location. And it's not that I have it checking multiple uh, pop accounts. It is literally aliasing my my domains. So, Oh, okay, cool. Uh, uh, that's a little bit geekier than help I got a Mac level. But anyway. It looks like uh, Cl- uh, Tech Guy 31 was asking what, what our favorite apps are for the Mac. Mine is ScreenFlow. <laughs> ScreenFlow is a great app. I use it too. Mine is ScreenFlow. It is absolutely amazing for screen captures. And if you have a webcam hooked up with a mic, you can actually do some really awesome, totally professional-looking screen captures, uh, video tutorials, and, and it's really awesome. In fact, it, it is so basic and so easy to use, and it, they don't actually cut off any functionality. I have used it for a replacement, excuse me, a replacement of a video editing suite, a suite. Yeah, you use that in lieu of iMovie. Exactly. Which is is fine. Uh, My number one app probably that I download first for all the Macs I have is probably Adium. Okay. You know, I haven't used Adium in probably months. Golly, I I love it. Do you do a lot of IMing with people? Uh, Especially work. That's how we communicate. Oh, that's well, see, that makes sense then. Yeah, plus you, you can have your Facebook into it, so I don't have to be logged into Facebook to talk to people. Yeah. I, find, nice. I found that well, it was Facebook that actually made me stop using Adium. But what's what's funny about it is if you're logged into Facebook through Adium and you try to log in the, the Facebook page, it, it freaks out a little bit. So you have to turn off Facebook Adium, which you can just do with a right click. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, that, that's a good program. I, I recommend iWork09 if you don't have it. Um, for the, for the, for the price for seventy nine bucks, it's it's worth it. Right. I'm really loving the face recognition feature in iPhoto. I'm I'm finding out that it learns as you tag more of the faces of people you know. The more it learns, and the more it digs deeper into your photos, recognizing more and more people. Cyberduck is another program, and it is an FTP program that's free. Mm-hmm. It took, you know, it's not this. It's not the same format that I'm used to, where you know your local drives on the left and your, uh, you know, drive out in the sky is on the right, and you drag back and forth and stuff like that. But uh, 
the, the principle of FTPing is still there, and it's kind of just drag off of the desktop right into the little folder, and, and you're uploading via FTP. And it's free, and it works great. I have never had any issue with it. So, CyberDuck. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, what are their apps here? Oh, that Fluid app I was telling you guys about. Uh, it, just look up fluid.app. What it is is it's a web browser, but what you can do is for web applications, you can actually turn those into full-fledged applications on their own. So if you use Gmail and you want to make a dedicated Gmail quote-unquote application that lives in your dock, you can use Fluid app and do that. It'll it'll put the little Gmail icon in your dock, and every time you click it, it'll just open a, a basically like a windowless browser for that. And I use it for uh, things like AOL Radio and Slacker Radio, where I would normally use Firefox for that, but I just let these little applications run in the background. It works great. So Fluid app is a really good one. It's free, and uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Very cool. And then uh, this will be our last question for the evening here, but... Uh John, or who was it that was that tech guy, says, does iChat accept all IMs clients like Adium, which is basically, um, you know, does it do Yahoo and MSN and AOL mm-hmm. and all that stuff? It does. It does AOL, Yahoo, MSN, ICQ, uh, Google Talk, are, Facebook. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Are, are you answering that question for Adium or are you answering that question for iChat? Oh, iChat just does... Um, AOL Instant Messenger and Google Talk slash Jabber. Exactly. So yeah, the, so the answer to your question is no. iChat is is limited just to the the Apple stuff and AOL and and Jabber. Yeah. But uh, as far as Adium goes, if the only thing I think, of course, I haven't played around. I have this new iChat ever since I I've upgraded to whatever it is that you know, what is it was it O eight iLife O eight. That has the new iChat with multiple stuff in it, and that was I, just uh, ten point five Leopard had it. Oh, that's right. When when I got Leopard, so whatever the new functionality of I, I you know, I have not been on a video Skype chat and in screen share ever since I've had Leopard. I haven't even uh, opened iChat since then. Wow, it, I'll tell you what the the video chat is is amazing in it and so is the application sharing and screen sharing yeah the, i've been using yugma for my business because it's cross-platform and and mm-hmm. uh works extremely well but uh i'll have to try that sometime cool very cool well that that pretty much does it how let's see here how do you sign up for iChat? uh basically i would go to aim.com i believe it is is that right yep. mm-hmm. go to aim.com aol instant messenger sign yourself up for a free account there and uh, edit your profile and stuff online, and then take your username and password credentials over to iChat and log in that way. Yep. That should do it. And, and it, it, for, for those of you who want to see the cutest thing in the world, if you look for something called Lulu, it's time on Ustream.tv after this show. Uh, there's live puppies that were just born like 10 minutes ago. Oh, really? And they're super cute. Awesome. So, hey, uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter if you'd like. Uh, Twitter.com slash Biting, B-E-I-T-I-N-G. And then, of course, there, that's for Chris. And then you can follow me over at Twitter.com slash GSPN. And, of course, uh, we want to let you know you can always call in your questions here at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's area code 859-795-4067. 
888-666-6767. That's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can also uh, go to the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. There's a Help I Got a Max section where you can ask questions. And one last thing, Chris, before we leave, Josh Thompson says, hey, I have two questions for the show. First question is about an old iBook G4. It's about five years old and still works pretty well, but I can really all I can really do is the net because it needs software update. Uh, would it be worth the money to get Leopard installed, or would it be a waste of money since it's so old? Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Keep using Tiger. All right, so keep that software you got. Then question number two, uh, would a new Mac Mini hook up to a Dell monitor and keyboard? The Dell parts are about a year old. Thanks for your help. Yeah, as long as the uh, keyboard mouse is USB, it shouldn't be a problem. If not, you can get a little adapter for it, and uh, the monitor should work just fine. There you go. We're here to answer your questions. Tell somebody else about us. Help com. We want to say thank you for listening to us. And uh, for those of you who are out there on the free feed, you haven't heard us in a couple weeks. Well, we're still here every single week answering your Mac questions and sharing the Apple news and sharing tips and hints and all that other great stuff. Uh, the podcasts are going out every week to the Plus members. If you want to learn about that, you can go over to gspn.tv slash plus. Anything else, Chris? No, I'm just going to watch these puppies. All right, man. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening. And until next time, join the community. See ya.